0: All right, all right, all right. We are back again <laughs> with the Strength Club podcast. Um, we got your lovely co-host, Jacob. Hello. And Dee. So today we're going to be talking about nutrition. So we did a Q&A on Instagram. Thank you everyone who put in your questions. We're just going to go through them and then I guess talk about the answers.
1: Yeah, so we wanted to hear from our clients and see what questions they had or what the general public had to kind of clear up some of the um, mess, I guess, that was going through people's heads as to what was good, bad, if anything's good or bad, Mm. and just clear it up. So um, Dee, do you want to read us our first question?
0: Sure thing. So the first question was, do no sugar, soft drinks or energy drinks contribute to water consumption and do they have calories? (laughs)
1: someone's drinking either a lot of coke no sugar which is clearly superior to pepsi max yeah Uh, anyone that likes pepsi max grow up
0: um the answer to this is no it does not contribute to your water consumption please drink water
1: yeah like logic would suggest you probably just need to be drinking some water
0: yeah we're not saying don't drink your no sugar drinks drink them
1: no like i probably need to be drinking more water and less coke no sugar yeah yes
0: but yes, definitely drink water. So the recommended water intake is at least 30 mils per body Ki- weight. Kilo, yeah, body, kilo weight. body weight. Kilo in body weight. Yeah.
1: So you get your, your body weight, let's say um, D, 51 kilos yep. right now. Let's go 50, make it easy for my mass equation. Uh, 50 times 30 mil would be at least 1.5 litres. So we want to make sure D, as an example, is drinking that per day. Yeah. Um, that's a good start. Now, if you have Coke, no sugar outside of that, I mean, probably don't have a litre and a half of Coke, no sugar. You're probably just going to feel trash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of calories, I mean, Coke is one calorie per 250 mil. Yeah. That's we'd worked out yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I probably wouldn't track it because of my current goals.
0: Mm. I don't track it. I drink.
1: You're not tracking I'm it? I'm not yeah.
0: going to lie. At the moment I'm drinking my big. Maybe a can of one day. Yeah, but wasn't it like it one depends. calorie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. that's what I mean, like, I, so I don't track it. But I think for reflection purposes, if you wanted to reflect back on what you've been eating or whatever, it's good to track it so you actually got it in your diary.
1: Well, even – sorry, I'm moving the mic. Sorry, people. Man. Man. It's like my fifth podcast. Um, but even like if you're getting things like bloating, yeah. So you at least know like, okay, what did I actually have on that day? Yeah. Be a bit more reflective. I mean, getting ready for like a prep or something like that. Like, is it gut-busting you? Are they not gut-busting you? Some people are really sensitive to those drinks. So yeah, yeah make sure you're uh, tracking that stuff if you need.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, and o- o- also um, on the ooh. calorie thing, sorry, on the calorie, um, the question does it have any calories or how many calories does it have? It's also specific to the drink that you're drinking. So just check your the nutrition information.
1: Yeah, like we, as we know, labels can lie. So you want to be making sure you're not just assuming, like, okay, yeah, this is, I don't know, something no sugar. And reality is it's pumped with so much sweetener that it actually adds up to being 50, 60 calories or something like that per drink. Yeah. Um, Because that can happen a lot with the no sugar lollies. Yeah. Because they end up being a little bit of like protein or or fats to substitute. So it ends up blowing it out. Yeah. Um, The next question we got was. How much water is too much water? <laughs> a lot of water chat today.
0: Yeah, there is. Um, well, I wouldn't recommend trying it at home. Probably mm, just no. think to a amount that feels comfortable. <laughs> like just get
1: the minimum amount we said before. Yeah. Um, like you can talk about water cutting and how people drink about like, you know, 10 to 12 litres in a sitting. I mean, I think that's fine, but I just don't think you'd want to be doing that every day. And in fact, if you're doing that every day, you're probably too busy on the toilet. Yeah, than actually getting around your day. So, th- I wouldn't say anyone's really going to try get too much water.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and if you are drinking too much water, probably reflective process is uh, you know, stop drinking so much
0: water. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know your body best, so go with what feels best. Yeah. Sixty or thirty meals. If you're spending more time on,
1: like urinating than actually living life, you're probably drinking too much water.
0: That's a good thing because then you don't worry about other people's
1: or uh-huh.
0: a meme on that.
1: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: Anyways, cool. Did you uh, do that
1: while you were doing a pee? Look at the meme.
0: No. Oh. Maybe a poo.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, next question out of the poo talk. Uh, we pros and cons of backloading your calories.
0: Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I guess a pro would be if you have a social event, um, on in the evening, then you might backload your calories. So. You can fit that in and it fits with your calories.
1: Yeah, it probably puts a little bit less stress on like you maybe wanted to overindulge at that event. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've got the uh, the calories. Obviously, this is very context specific to someone's yeah, goal.
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: Um, as most questions are. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think if you've got that social event, you can backload it um, to make those calves up. Um, if you have training at night. So, yeah. if you know you're, um, got I don't know some sort of morning shift and then you know you can train in the evening and you don't want to make sure you get all the carbs and your proteins after training then i guess that's absolutely fine as well yeah Um, very course dependent um
0: yeah that or eating before your training so you've got enough energy for your training yeah like planning it around that
1: yeah yeah um cons
0: um not getting enough protein distribution throughout the day
1: yeah like if you're so heavy at night, then, you know, you might just be missing out on yeah. that extra gain through there.
0: Uh, and just get hungry. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm always hungry, hungry. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Safety um,
1: pretty low, but, uh, you know, if you're hungry, you're going to end up being tired. If you're yeah. tired, you're probably going to have a poor performance if you're training later yeah. on. Yeah. Um the other thing is, you know, that could disrupt your sleep. Like if you're going to try and go to sleep and you're absolutely gut busted from all this food, yeah, uh, you might have a, actually a poor sleep. Yeah. Um. So it's all these little things that can add up. So pros and cons, pros and cons. I think it's just when you get to it, you face that challenge.
0: Yeah, that's it. But it also comes down consist to consistency. So mm. I mean, you want to be roughly eating the same every day, which is something that I think we touch on later. But there might be one day that you just have to change it and you just work with that on that day. I wouldn't recommend sticking don't like, oh, I'm going to backload all my calories every single day. No,
1: exactly. And yeah. I think realistically, like this is like I said, so context driven, yeah. but really your coach probably is just giving you a high day that day anyway. Yeah. So you're, you're probably your G. Yes. Uh, next question.
0: Um, Post workout meals, good options. And how long after training? Mm,
1: yeah. Good. Uh, uh, how long after training? Um, D read something crazy the other day that you can wait 36 hours, which no one's going to starve themselves for so long.
0: Yeah, well, you can as long <laughs> as you eat protein within 36 hours. <laughs> you got to go off the internet. Um, no, it was actually on a pod. Yeah. It was actually on another podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. To call them out. And I was like, Me, nah, 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 I'm starving when I finish anyway, so I just eat.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd go two hours. Yeah. Like ideally, and if you're waiting longer than two hours, you're probably just, like you said, you're going to get hungry anyway. Yeah. So you might as well feed your body. Um,
0: What's your thoughts on the have to have protein within thirty minutes post training. Yeah, nah, <laughs> no, but like we just <laughs> we just looked at each other when he said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, don't uh, do
1: that. No, nah, it's not that big of a deal. Like it's um, yeah, it's unless you're going to be a bodybuilder and you're going to worlds to win and you're trying to just do the zero point zero one percent that you think is going to make a difference, then yes. But for the rest of us, ninety nine point nine nine percent. We just need to be consistent with the eating and fueling our training and recovery. So, ideally, I'd say for people to not stress too much about buying protein shakes. Um, in fact, I have a lot of clients that come to me and like, oh, what protein shake should I buy? I'm like, man, just eat more food. Yeah. A lot of the time, they just need to actually eat more. Um, and, you know, sometimes people's lives are busy. So, the biggest thing I recommend after training is actually for them to eat like if they're trained – Midday, they're eating their lunch after. Yeah. Or if yeah. they're training at evenings, they're eating their dinner after. Um, yeah. And, you know, make up the extra protein that you would have got in the shake with extra meat. Yeah. Or some sort of nutritious source of lentils or something like that. Yeah. Um, what, do, what What are some good snacks you got for after training there, Dee?
0: Um, You could do a protein shake and fruit. Yeah. Yogurt. Easy. Um, Yogurt's what? a big one. I'm a big fan
1: of yogurt. after Yeah.
0: Now. Yeah. So am I. That's my arvo snack at the moment, I've been trying in the morning, so post training, I'll do eggs and sweet potato yeah. is my current, which is protein snack. And carbs, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. um good that's good. Fills um, me up
1: good yeah the big thing is you want to probably have a really good distribution of um protein and carbohydrates as well, yeah, people always focus just on the protein, yeah, but you know you're you're using glycogen stores and you want to replenish the energy that you're using um. Carbs have a, usually from a good source, have a lot of good micronutrients as well. So you want to be getting nutrient dense foods. Um, you know, no one ever felt bad eating well.
0: Yeah. That. So. Another good one, like with yogurt, I throw rice cakes in my yogurt. Mm. It is the best thing ever. If you've heard me say it and you haven't tried it yet, stop what you're doing. Go to shops. Grow up. Buy yourself some yogurt, frozen berries, rice cakes, a bit of honey. Throw it together.
1: Great post-workout meal. Thank me later.
0: Mm. Another one that you can do, (laughs) it's a bit cheeky, but um, custard.
1: Oh, custard.
0: Yeah, I like custard. Mm. Custard with some fruit is a good one.
1: Custard with fruit. That I think will be taken away. There is no real bad meal. I just wouldn't go get a cheeseburger. (laughs) I I do get a cheeseburger. (laughs) I'm so bad. Oh, my God. I need help. Uh, No, like I think you just need to fuel your body. Yeah, that's the it. right sources and mm-hmm. high nutrient dense foods, guys. All right, that's mm-hmm. the takeaway. Do as I say, not as I do. Don't order the double cheese with fries.
0: Do as I do. Get your yoghurt and rice cakes. Yeah,
1: Dee's much later than me right now, so learn from my mistakes.
0: Next question:
1: How to get bigger?
0: I want to get bigger.
1: You want to get? I want to get bigger too. How to get jacked?
0: Um, well, jacked. consistency.
1: Consistency, a hundred percent
0: is key. Um, you want to be eating in a calorie surplus. So something Jacob touched on earlier is that people don't eat enough, and they don't.
1: Nah, they don't eat enough. If I had to pick something, people were like, oh, I'm eating too little. Nah, I think I think that's the biggest thing. Like people are like, oh, I, I feel like I eat a lot. I eat a lot. Like I'm always eating. You're like right, right. You're not. Mm. You're not eating enough. And this is probably like my feedback. Like get a lot of female clients with it, hundred percent. But I get a lot of like young guys coming to me like. Oh, I want to get a bit bigger, I want to get stronger, all that. I go, "Okay, how much are you eating a day?" And I add it up and it's like 2000 calories. Mm. For a guy that weighs like over 85 kilos, very active and, you know, 21 years old. And it's Sweet like
0: Sweet baby Jesus. I know, it's
1: actually <laughs> wild. And I said to him, "Man, what are you doing?" Um, and if you want to promote growth, you need to be in that surplus. Yeah. It's very hard to promote growth in a deficit. It can be done, um, unless you're a very newbie and very new to weights and all that kind of stuff, but you know ideally you want to be consistently in a calorie surplus um and just eat to grow mm-hmm. um in terms of protein i'd recommend 1.6 to 2.2 2 grams per kilo body weight yeah um and i just follow a well structured program like from a coach like me and d but it's you've got to be able to progressively overload yeah and train with intensity in your sessions if you're not you're not going to be promoting growth yeah so a lot of I guess relatively not new research, but a lot more um, structured thought processes from very, very smart people in the industry have come out and said, you need to not be pushing to failure, but you really need to be going like RIR, reps in reserve, you know, one to two, if you're mm. going to stimulate growth. Yeah, And, you know, you don't need, um, you know, free weights to, to stimulate growth. You can go on the machines and, and use the patterns that you need to stimulate the area you want. So yeah. uh, I think the biggest thing is how to get bigger Eat a lot of food. Eat a lot of good food. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're training with the right level of intensity mm-hmm. and get enough protein and carbs in.
0: That's it. And absolutely send that.
1: The other thing in, is, if we're talking natty, yeah, like which all our clients pretty much, I don't know anyone that is. So <laughs> I was like, there wait, we go. All my clients second. are. So <laughs> yeah. I hope. Um, but if you're talking natural gains, like natural gains are quite slow. Mm. So if you're jumping, you know. Uh, all right, here we go rant on um if you're going to some sort of group fitness structured class and they're whacking you one of those bioimpedance scales and it's saying you gained two kilos of muscle mass in a week you did not you are not ronnie coleman on a thousand milligrams of juice a day it's not happening um usually those are very inaccurate but two you're the the rate of muscle gain is just not that much. Yeah. You're looking at like, oh man, 50 grams, possibly up to 100 if you're a very genetically gifted person per week. And that's if you're hitting all the right factors. Yeah. Muscle gain is slow. So it if is. there's any of the young guys or young girls out there listening to this and going, man, it's been like six months. I'm not seeing the results I want. You need to be sticking in it for the next five to 10 years. And that's probably when you're going to have the stacked amount of muscle that you want. Yeah. And that takes consistency. Um, no one ever got jacked overnight. Yeah, it does take time. I'm that's actually, my that's my rant.
0: That's a, it's a good rant because oh,
1: just I can't. Every time I see these people, like oh, I gained four kilos of muscle mass in four weeks. No, uh, you did yeah. not.
0: Yeah, good things take time. So yeah, just keep working at it.
1: Just keep calling these people out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, next question.
0: Supplements. Pros and cons. and cons.
1: All right. So this was sent in by Lily and I'm gonna drop Lily's name because this is like the most overri like this is like, supplements is like forty thousand supplements, Lil. Yeah. Like brother. I'm not gonna spend this whole podcast going through them all. But we've decided to go with the, the top three we see week to week used by our own athletes mm-hmm. um and things we might recommend to people. Yeah. Um
0: so that's a good source. Yeah. So they're pre workout protein and creatine.
1: Yeah, pre-workout, protein, creatine.
0: Mm-hmm. Um We've already touched on protein, I guess, protein shakes earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, protein shakes are um, you know, and, and a lot of people have been asking me lately like um if they're vegetarian, vegan yep. or anything like yep. that, like what's a recommended one? Just try and get a pea-based one or yep. a, a good Plant, quality vegan plant-based, plant-based yep. one. Yeah. um to make up that uh protein, but other than that, the uh, standard whey <laughs> whey isolate oh, would, yep. would get you through, so yep.
0: Yeah, And yeah, I guess a, a pro to having a protein shake is the convenience, like it's easy. So you really don't do, do, like need to do much prep for that. You just throw it in your shaker, shake it up, you got your protein. Um, one of the things I find with protein shakes though, like it doesn't always fill you up. So you're better off having the food. Like if you can fit the food in, mm. have the food. If you can have something the prepped, the Um, over having the protein shake. But that really depends. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't feel a, full on a protein shake anymore. A con- I have it before bed, like like a it's like yeah. my nighttime snack, so that's alright. Yeah. Something a bit light. That's an old school bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. Um, a con is the price. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, like, it's not. It's not not yeah. a deal breaker.
0: Like, I, obviously, I have protein shakes. Do, we, do we
1: even still pay for protein? Yeah, we do. Do we?
0: Someone should um, Muscle Nation do a really good. <laughs> actually, our <laughs> boys protein are protein. at Sutmart
1: Mart in uh, Oswald Park, if you're listening to this.
0: Rule one: I've got protein.
1: We can we can get some sponsors on the podcast. Probably could do that. I reckon we could. Um, yeah, the, um,
0: Yeah, I guess the con is obviously cost as well. So
1: I guess it's the initial cost. Yeah, yeah. Because the this price is per true. shake yeah. is actually reasonable. That this is true. But the initial cost to get the bulk buy to get that discount, yeah, is yeah. You know, if we've got students or, or people on a budget on the podcast, like, are they going to really be spending $150 buying a tub of protein?
0: Yeah.
1: Like, that could be two weeks' worth of shopping for someone.
0: That's it, yeah. So, it really depends. It really depends. Um, Pre-workout? Yeah, they're good. They can give you energies.
1: Yeah, some have stimulants. So, some yeah. people can get really, like good reactions on it and some people can have some poor reactions on stimulants. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it also depends on the federation you're in. Sometimes stimulants are a band or yeah, some, yeah. some things in these supplements. So you need yeah. to be checking uh, your supplements and with your organisation as to whether they can be uh, used. Yeah. Um, but I found, you know, when I've had pre-workouts, I've only probably had one um, that was recommended to me by Satmar Park. Um, But <laughs> <laughs> I'm chasing that sponsor. Um. But I I used this one and uh it was legit and it was it was cool. It was it was good, but I really enjoyed it. But I think other ones that I've had in the past have made me crash. Yeah. Or I felt a bit off taking them. Yeah. So I just go the coffee and the monster really now unless I take this other one.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say Red Bull. Yeah,
1: Red um, Bull Red Bull no sugar for the win. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um or even just yeah, just the coffee. But yeah. it really depends. Or um just make sure you're filled up with good foods
1: that's a good point good carbohydrates do, do you really need to be spending the 70 80 dollars on a pre-workout
0: yes no nah. <laughs> <Nah. Is that laughs> yes, yes we do <laughs> <not> <laughs> much? yes we do uh but no realistically you don't have to if you can you know if you feel like you don't need it from the foods and things like that that you're getting
1: yeah you would be alright.
0: no but uh right. long black goes a long way that's it um
1: then again long blacks like six dollars now
0: this is true True. just maybe get a high five, pat on the back and off you go. <laughs>
1: Should we open a coffee shop? Yep. Yeah. Liquid gold. Yeah. Uh, creatine.
0: Well, you can speak to this one.
1: Creatine. Big fan of creatine. Creatine's yeah. uh, been around the industry for a very long time. Probably, I'd actually, I don't know, have, this could be controversial, but I think it's probably more heavily researched than protein actually is. I think protein's kind of like they figured it out. Yeah. So they've left it. Yeah. Creatine, they have pumped money like – Sporting organizations, um, professional sports, Olympics, they've pumped money into creatine to really figure it out. So the pro is that it is heavily researched and the research is pretty much in on how the, much of the results can improve performance and muscle size. Um, the con, depending on the dosage you use, could cause a bit of IBS, um, a bit of the pupus. Uh I recommend usually when I've got someone starting on creatine, I'd go five grams a day. Um, it might even be only on training days. Just see how they go on it um a lot of research is in for like loading and all that kind of stuff i just do your research talk to your coach um your dietitian or whoever you're working with and just say what's best for you um but i'm a big fan of creatine i think i think it pays dividends yeah big time yeah yeah
0: Yeah. i guess with like all supplements as a, a broad um answer to this question is ask yourself why so if you come across oh i'm gonna go buy protein or i'm gonna start having creatine why I'm going to get a pre-workout. Ask why. Are you doing it because you saw someone on Instagram smashing back a pre-workout and yes. now you think you got to have pre-workout to change game? Yeah. Just ask yourself these questions. Um, so, yeah, it's really specific. And if you're unsure, again, talk to your coach. Yeah.
1: Well, ask
0: questions.
1: Ask questions. It's never a bad question. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: How good was it me dry scooping the creatine the other day with the Coke No Sugar?
0: Yeah, no. That's I've next question. I'm <laughs> elevated
1: to a new level of performance. That is peak performance right there. Peak performance. Peak performance. Um, okay. What's better for getting leaner, to go higher in your steps or to go lower in your calories?
0: This is a very context-driven question, I think. Context-driven. Context-driven. Thanks, it's Saw. Very independent uh, – sorry, independent. Sorry, very dependent on the individual and the goal. I know we say that a lot, but it really is. There's no cookie-colour – There isn't. You know, answer for, for all these questions – um, but we split them up into three. So we spoke about a weight loss client. So obviously with a weight loss client, you want to focus on behavioral outcomes. So you might have a slight increase in steps to promote activity, um, and also focusing on getting those good nutrition patterns happening. So over time we would start to create a deficit in the calories. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really it's just dependent. Depend on the goal. Yeah. It depends how much weight they want to lose, the time frame, um, those behaviors, how well they're, they're going on it. Yeah. Um, you know, if we had like a bodybuilding athlete coming Mm. to get ready for a stage, obviously there's a lot of pre-prep that we put into that. Um, a lot of people forget that, uh, bodybuilding prep is not just the the 12 to 20 week thing anymore. It's, it's legitimately almost a year of, um, of work. So, you know, you want a calorie deficit over time. Yeah. You want to increase and monitor steps over time and, and monitor and track fat loss over there and make adjustments based on how your client is feeling and, and what's actually moving. Yeah. Um, but calorie deficit is clearly the king that we're working on here. So whether that calorie deficit is created by less food uh, intaken or by more energy expended, mm. that's what we're aiming to do. That's so good. if we had like a, a powerlifter who uh, I, I think powerlifters need energy. So, you know, when you're trying to meet maximal loads, you don't want to have tired legs. So I'm not going to give someone 30,000 steps a day, which is just ridiculous. Because at the end of the day, they're going to come in later or come in and next day and squat heavy and deadlift heavy. Yeah. And if your legs are gassed and there's no glycogen in them, you're just going to feel like absolute trash. Yeah. And it's probably going to push you down the way to getting an injury. That's it. So we want to try and promote being a little bit more fresher, yeah. Um, especially closer to meats. So I would usually work more on the calories yeah. uh, than I would on the steps. And the biggest thing with lifting is managing the fatigue. Yeah. Um, is the person recovering still? How are they recovering? All those kind of things.
0: Yeah. yeah. The other thing with steps as well is it depends on how much steps a person gets in a day in general. Like someone might be an office worker, no zero steps. Like you, you yeah. may be getting 1,000, 2,000 steps if you're lucky.
1: It's quite shocking when we pull people up on like how many steps you're actually doing a day. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it can be quite low. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, or then like for us, uh, sometimes you hit 10,000, maybe even 15,000 just in a day yeah being on your feet all day walking y- around with clients yeah doing.
1: 100%, which maybe then the calories might come more into it due to time yeah. maybe yeah. they just don't have time to so get more steps up, yeah increase yeah. steps
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah that's a, that a very context-driven question there yeah um protein alternatives to meat now disclaimer neither one of us are uh, vegan or vegetarian no. but we do have a few clients who are so things and alternatives that we use to help them is maybe a pea or a plant-based protein, Mm -hmm. Um, a yogurt, cheese, eggs, depending if they're like a lacto-ovo situation or what's going on. Uh, Satan, which I only figured out was quite recently, was actually very high in protein. Um, Whether it's a good quality protein, it probably isn't. Good quality proteins are usually found by meat-based products, so high EAAs and stuff like that. But, yeah, the Satan and the tofu would probably get you through, especially Satan being as high as it is. Um, And then, of course, some nuts and seeds. Yeah. So, you know, you've got your, your plant-based proteins, your cheese, yogurt, eggs, your seeds and tofu and your nuts and seeds. Yeah. 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 That's a pretty balanced diet really when you mix that in with veggies and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm. Mm. There you go. It is. I probably need to eat more of all of those. Less uh, cheese.
0: Oh, cheese. 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 So the next question is why eating too little calories is counterproductive for fat loss? Um. I quite like this question. It's a good when question. When we read this one, we were both like, oh,
1: okay. Mr. Okay, Danny okay, Rice.
0: Yes. yes. Um, so obviously, fat loss comes into calories in, calories out. So if you find that you're on low calories, you're not eating very much, and you're still not losing weight, it's time for a bit of reflection. So you just want to have a look over, are you actually tracking accurately? Um, which is something we're actually going to do a seminar on in... Um club. club. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it's something that's come up quite a bit lately in terms of tracking lots of questions. Um but yeah, so it just depends, are you tracking accurately? So are you missing things? Are you doing the right amounts? Are you another thing that I find as well, people like if you're making a, a stir fry for example, people just click stir fry, they don't actually put what they're consuming. So mm. the calories and that that's just one a very good no, example. It, the
1: variation could be huge.
0: So the variation can be huge. Um so just tracking accurately. Are you actually doing your steps? Um, this one, man, like I just do your steps, man. <laughs>
1: Especially if you've got like at the end of the day, anything coaches do is um calculative guessing. Yeah. Right. So we're taking we're we're putting data out to the world. Yeah. So we're we're putting in it's it's an experiment, right? Yeah. Like like we are doing an experiment like we would at uni, like we did at school, where we've got a procedure yeah. and we're following the procedure to trial and error what happens in the end. Yeah, so yeah. we want to see what works and what doesn't work. And yeah. because we're working with human bodies and we're working with lifestyles and we're working with training, nutrition, relationships, there are so many factors to control that we really just try to limit to the ones we can control. Yeah. So steps, Yeah. tracking, yeah. training, sleeping. So, you know, when we as coaches – designate uh, a set target mm. that isn't us trying to just throw something out there that we're like, oh, yeah, no, this is just guaranteed to work. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes you nail the head, like the, you hit it on the head straight mm, away, mm. really good. But sometimes we just need to see that consistently done for a couple of weeks so we can go, you know what, this is the adjustment we need to make.
0: Yeah, that's it. That and I also just always, um in an initial consult, something I always use is our baseline, right? So you've got your baseline and if you keep doing the same thing, you're never going to push past that baseline. And for us to have change and adapt, we need to go past that. So if you keep doing the same thing, e.g. your low steps or you keep eating a really low amount of calories, your body's never going to change. Like There's no change to... Occur. Yeah, there's no stimulus. Step, yeah. Yeah. What you're doing yeah. is what you're doing so
1: right now to do the result that you've currently got. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so there <laughs>
0: needs to be changes. Um, so which kind of comes back to that two little calories. Like if you continue to eat two little calories... Where do you go from there? Like you can't just keep dropping. One, it's unhealthy. You're going to have lack of concentration. Me right now, I don't know if anyone can tell, but my brain's starting to fry a little bit.
1: Especially if someone's going under, like if they're going under 22, like 22 calories times their body weight, like they are dangerously low. Like they are low. And if you're not losing weight on that, something's not going right. Yeah, you
0: need need to make those changes. Again, talk to your coach.
1: Usually it's, if I'm being honest, yeah. usually it's just binge eating would yeah. probably be high there yeah. um, or the miscalculation and honesty yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, regardless of how truthful some people may be, um, it is an honesty factor.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, another thing with low calories, is like performance. Like it's just...
1: You feel like trash.
0: Yeah, not good for performance. Um,
1: we we, we want to be promoting performance, especially in the gym. Um, the harder you can train, the better you can train, the better quality your training is, yeah. the better results you're going to be long-term. Yeah,
0: that's um,
1: th- At the end of the day, when, when getting leaner as well in on low calories, it's still about sustainability. Yeah. So if you do hit that plateau, if you're like, my weight's not shifting, mm. um, my steps are still regular, like I'm being – you're probably just due for a refeed. Yeah. Your, body's, your body is probably just recommending you to recover. Yeah. Um. So there is absolutely no danger in doing that. Mm. Um, once again, obviously, follow what your coach and dietitian or whoever you've got working mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. is prescribing. Um, but that's the whole point. Like if if someone's on too low of calories, they're missing out on quality micronutrients, probably not hitting enough macronutrients mm-hmm. um, for their recommended body weight, age, lifestyle. So yeah, definitely not a place you want to be mm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. What's our um, next one?
0: That was it on here, but I think you said you had some extra ones yeah, come yeah, through.
1: Yeah, did you have an extra one as well? I, no, no? I
0: goes. didn't.
1: I got I got two good ones that I thought of last night that I'm going to ask myself that gets asked me every day and no mm. one asked it. Mm. Um, okay, one I just kind of answered in my long rant about low calories, but when to actually have a diet break. Yes,
0: yeah, right.
1: So, okay, we get people come to us and they're like, <laughs> stupid low calories. One and they're like, oh, I don't know why I'm not seeing change or I'm flustered or, you know, they're probably very food-driven mm. as well, mm. Um, that's probably an indication that you need to go up in calories. Yeah. You need to have a break. Whether that's not tracking, whether that's a higher level of calories, whether yeah. that's hitting maintenance, yeah. whether that's reducing steps. Yeah, Um Something needs to happen because you're not getting the result at the end of the day.
0: That's what I talk about with that baseline. That's what I mean. Yeah, so you need to yeah. make those changes, yeah.
1: So... Um, I come up with a few four dot points as to what makes you feel like you need a, probably a diet break. Yeah. Uh, one is you're actually having bad training sessions. Yeah. So you're coming to training sessions, maybe moody, their weight's not moving the way you want it to, your techniques off, you're not getting a pump. Yeah. Um, probably due for a diet break. Are you actually fatigued? Yeah. So are you recovering from sessions? Are you going to bed? And you're not getting like quality sleep all that kind of stuff. Um, sleep patterns. Are you waking up? Are you disrupted? all those kind of things. And is food actually stressing you out? Mm. Like has food now become a a negative thought process in your brain? Yeah. Due for a diet break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a good one for newbies as well in terms of stresses for food. Like can be quite overwhelming. So, you know, if you've got a goal and you've never tracked calories before and we're like, all right, time to track nutrition. And you're like, whoa, this like a bit overwhelming. Yeah. You can start with even two days a week. Two or three days. Pick them. You're going to stick to them 100%. And then the other days, you know, you can be a bit more flexible. Then you add another day. At the end of the day,
1: it's building so habits.
0: That's it. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Being yeah. Building consistency, as you keep saying. Yeah. Um, even doing like maybe two weeks of tracking, and then just having mm. a week where you kind of feel it out a bit. Yeah. Uh, at least it deloads your brain. Yeah. <laughs> really on that. That's it. Uh, a really big one, uh, and I, I say this more in the context of powerlifting because we, in powerlifting, have weight classes. Yeah. So when we have weight classes, people always come to me. Why does my weight flux so much? Mm. And sometimes it might only flux like 1% mm. on your body. Sometimes it might flux 3%. But what are the causes? And they come to me almost like looking for an answer. Mm. Like, what is my weight? Why, why am I 800 grams heavier today?
0: Because you need to do a poo.
1: Probably. So that's one of them. Do you actually need to go to the toilet? Mm. Legitimately. Did you eat later last night? Mm-hmm. Have you had more carbs? Have you had more total food volume? Mm. Have you had more salt? Where are you in your menstrual cycle and did you lift heavy the day before? Mm. Now, as a coach, that's very hard to distinguish. Yeah. I can't <laughs> tell I can't tell you out of <laughs> the eight things I just listed yeah. what one it probably is, yeah. unless we go for a questionnaire and we tick off everything. Yeah. Take note, it's also probably just a day yeah. or a few days. Yeah. So unless you're seeing steady weight gain mm-hmm. over a, a month or two. Yeah. You're more than likely just had one of those eight things happen to you, mm. and you need to chill out. Yeah. So, I would recommend tracking body weight if it's a good thing for you, and yeah. you can use it as a data point. Yeah. At the end of the day, body weight is just a point in time and space that we use to collect data as yes. coaches and sports scientists, or whatever we, yeah, you know, strength coaches. We we need data to know what's happening, but one data point does not dictate the rest. Everything. Yeah. 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 That's not how it works. Well said, jace Thank you. That's why your weight fluxes. I think a lot of people, especially in powerlifting, like when you're lifting such heavy loads, Mm. your body is going to want glycogen. Yeah. It's going to really feed on glycogen. Yeah. And you're going to hold water because holding water and inflammation promotes recovery. Yeah. It's your body trying to heal itself. Mm. So necessarily your weight being up, even if it is a couple hundred grams or a kilo or whatever – isn't actually that bad of a thing. Yeah. In fact, it's probably just saying, cool, you're probably getting due to a deload soon. Yeah. And when you deload or you have a couple of days off training, yeah. bang, your body yeah. your body weight will probably just crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's my weight flux
0: talk one. for today. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That's mm. the one that
1: comes uh quite regularly.
0: It does come up a lot. Uh
1: someone asked as well, what are the most calorie dense foods?
0: Oh, wow, okay. That's a that's big a, nice broad one.
1: Pizza. Um yeah. <laughs> I know pizza.
0: Do you want to... I don't know how to answer that one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Calorie ends? Burgers? What? Yeah. Peanut is that, butter? Is that what you mean? Like, because you want to get big age, you want to eat, but go back to our earlier topic of still eating good foods, just depends what your calories are. I
1: don't know. Are we talking about... I don't know. It was From the person, I don't think they're expecting it to bulk. Oh, okay. It was Tao.
0: Tao? <laughs> well, I don't know. Oh, because Tao... I feel Tao doesn't struggle to get food in. So maybe this is true. Tao's... Eat less meals.
1: Tao's on a good amount of calories right now. Less
0: meals, more... Um.
1: Rice. Rice. Straight up rice, man. Smashed
0: yeah. rice, peanut butter.
1: I actually think Tao's calories are like 40 times their body weight right now.
0: Yeah. Peanut butter,
1: Tao. Peanut butter.
0: Dude, get your yogurt, your rice, cake, your berries and throw a tablespoon of peanut butter on the oh, side home, and you're fucking home, on your yeah, home uh, Homemade my pizzas. I yeah. don't
1: know. wee bigs, Just smash food. Yeah. Um, um, and
0: yeah. a, oh, sorry, go. <laughs> you go. I was going to say on that is um creating volume with, with eating. So... This one comes up a lot, like people are like oh, um, or if you're, if you're having rice and I don't know maybe you're on you're in a deficit so you got less calories, they, they feel like they're not getting enough to eat. So swap rice out for potatoes, something like that. So you this can, is
1: if someone is aiming to probably be in a deficit and wants more food, right? Violent, that or yeah, yeah, yeah. They so want to get yeah. the most out of their calories.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can create volume by swapping that out. So, but again, that's another good thing with tracking. I find because everyone's different, so you might not like the same. Well, no one likes all the same food. Everyone eats very differently. So the good thing with tracking is to play around with that, play with foods that you like, and measure them so that they can fit in with your calories. Yeah, and, yeah. and
1: if you find you, yeah, if you find you're hungry, you just need more food. Yeah, really. that's it. So the other question I had got was, what are some snacks for long training sessions? Now I feel like this could also go back to. Similar things we said for post-training meals. Yeah. make sure, Yeah. Um, I would also recommend some sort of glucose-based product while training. Yeah. Whether it's lollies or muesli bars or...
0: Which everyone in the club does. Often.
1: Yeah, no, just helping the bigger people. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the club. All right. The club is everything. I
0: know that. No, no.
1: The club is life. Get your list. Uh, yeah, no we Red Bull. Those are sour. Are they sour? No sour strips. Yeah, they're, they're sugars, sour strips. Are they sour they're, strips? Yeah, I think so. All right,
0: that's crack. I don't know. I can't eat. Yeah, I know. Glu- but soon, but no glu- glucose.
1: Is it weak glucose? Yeah, on?
0: it is. Sad. Anyways, hello so,
1: darkness, my old friend. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, eating <laughs> during training. I and I think like as long as it doesn't make you feel sick, you can just have a normal snack that you would usually eat.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're doing okay, let's hypothetically say you're doing a squat bench deadlift session. Yeah, big sesh. Big sesh. I'd just have something real small between squat bench and then before deadlift. Yeah. I L LCM bar. I've been smashing LCM bars lately.
0: And also, um, relative to what you would do at comp day. So for me, That's I a good do. One. Yeah. yeah. So I do um, Nutella sandwiches. So even if I'm doing prep for a powerlifting comp, I'll always have a, a Nutella sandwich and Red Bull before. Yeah, My I wouldn't sessions.
1: I think that's actually a good point talking nutrition and comps. Like, don't change anything really. Yeah. yeah. Like people always ask me what's Here we go. different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> that's actually a good one. That's like a <laughs> how's no one asking like yeah. what to actually eat on the day. And I'm like, yeah. well, just eat what you'd normally eat to perform your best. Yeah. And yeah. that might just be a regular day of yeah. eating. Um of course it's a bit of a different environment. So you want to be making sure you get enough water. Yeah. Um I found people really like on water on the day. Um you know, you don't want to have any foods that gut bust you. Mm. You don't really want to be getting on the platform feeling like bloated or that you got to go poo-poo's. Mm. So foods that react well to your stomach. But I just would be eating, you know, carb-rich foods really yeah. that you'd have every day. Um, some people carb load the night before and all that kind of stuff. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Mm. Uh, I think I'd recommend it if someone was going more and more elite. We'd start practicing those kind of protocols. But
0: that And you're not making body weight.
1: Yeah, that that is if the person is on the yeah. in their class as well. Correct. Otherwise, yeah. you just you wouldn't want to change yeah. much. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go keep have the same. hashtag towel. Keep um, it simple, stupid. When she ate that big bowl of pasta and up before legendary and weighed four hundred grams over. Silly towel. Had to spin the <laughs> cup for a bit. But that's, that's a
0: good. That's a good calorie dense meal, pasta. Pasta man, See, yeah, just keep smashing your pasta.
1: Yeah, mozzarella. Um, yeah. So that that's probably the big thing with even comp day nutrition guys. You there is no secret. It's just. Don't change anything. Yeah. That actually works for Mm. you. Mm -hmm. Everyone's individual. Um, I mean, we've recently discovered that I squat really well with Macca's hotcakes and we have discovered that (laughs) I always have a good session when I eat some hotcakes and a hash brown. Yeah. Last night I was actually when I hit my big last deadlift deadlift for the upcoming meet, I was actually hungry. Mm. I didn't I didn't eat enough I think before that session and Mm, actually moved really well. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you had a monster. I did have a monster, but my stomach was... Hungry. Hungry, yeah. Like by by the end of it, it was hungry. I probably mm. just underestimated my timing there. Mm. So yeah, there are questions that we got. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got anything to add, Dee?
0: Um, I do have a few things to add. Oh, here just we go. Just a few little pointers. A few pointers. Um, Some I've already touched on throughout, so I won't re-cover them. But just remember that there's no shortcuts or secret tips with nutrition towards your goals. Um, obviously, we say it over and over again, but everyone is different. So, have a speak with a coach, figure out a plan and just stick to that. It's all about consistency. Um, something I find helps is eating the same thing, which people think I'm crazy for that, but I'll eat the same thing for a couple of weeks, hashtag consistency.
1: Hashtag data.
0: And then when I get over that, I'll, I slightly change that. And I actually had this conversation yesterday with Jaden and I think Lily, about the change might being I don't know, something ridiculous. Um, I'm changing my rice out for potatoes, but everything else stays the same. Like the salad stays the same, the chicken stays the same, the snack stays the same, or maybe I just change my salad ingredients. Um, but it's eating the same thing. So there's, it's creating routine and consistency. And also in terms of tracking that, I don't have to do that much. I can just copy and paste it to the next day. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, not having g- not have to add. There's less g- percentage for error. Yeah. I'm not going on eating Diet Diary every second. Oh my God, I've got to add this in and this in. And, and oh my God, blah, 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 Because I'm just eating the same thing.
1: Yeah. You, at the end of the day, well, I mean, you're probably like the little bit of an outlier in that context. Sorry, everybody. But that is a really good point to make because mm. people probably don't, Eat enough consistently every day. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing. You get a client come to you. Oh, I'm bloated. Or oh, this has happened. Okay, what did you eat? I don't even know. Well, if you don't know, I don't. So I can't help. I can't help me help you. Yeah, that's it. So it's it's the little things that do add up. Um, while I'm a big fan of food variety. Yeah. I think there should just be a rotation of of regular meals that you go through. Yeah. So that we can understand is your body making the changes we want based on what your current habits are. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to build.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, And then the other one is a balance of moderation. So not just going cold turkey with something. So say, Mm. I don't know if you're a newbie or you've decided to make changes in your life, you're not just cutting something out completely. Um, Obviously, in some cases, yes, we recommend, yeah, don't eat chocolate all the time. But
1: Have you prescribed chocolate to anyone? Um, Prescribed, what word. I
0: try, but it comes back to this, no, I'm just not going to have it at all. And I'm like... Well, but you can have it.
1: See, I give I give people in chocolate. In moderation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I say, yeah, have, I don't know, 50 grams of chocolate a day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to be 200 of your calories, but is that going to keep you consistent and in your yeah. mind on how? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's what we're going to yeah. do.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's about moderation, balance, lifestyle. You know, you don't have to cut all these things out that you enjoy. We don't, we're not saying that. Don't cut things out, but just making sure that it all fits in. I say maybe on the weekends. Saturday and Sundays have more flexibility. Monday, Friday, you're 100%. You're yeah. on your nutrition. You're on your tracking. Like we
1: said, your coach has probably talked and had that discussion where their calories yeah. might be higher or it might be a non-track day yeah. or it maybe you're going a bit more intuitive and you guys are discussing That's that. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing on weekends, like food is obviously a big one. Yeah. Alcohol.
0: Yeah, yeah, alcohol. That Alcohol. Yeah.
1: That Just That is the silent killer to your results. It is. Um, people don't realize how calorie-dense alcohol can be. And I think they don't realize, you know, how that can affect performance later on.
0: That's it. Now, I'm not
1: saying don't go drink. I'm not saying go have a beer with the boys because it's going to be bad for you. But I think the biggest thing, like we said, is moderation Mm. and honesty, honest, Mm. honest reflection. If you're going out and getting absolutely hammered every Every week and you're not getting the results you want, that is not your coach. Yeah coach's fault yeah they they are just trying to educate you Mm. to have better patterns and behaviors yeah that would get you the result that you initially came to them for yeah they're not going to be a mum and dad and tell you off yeah well they might tell you off but they're not that's not their job yeah their job is to try to aid you in the journey yeah of controlling and moderating these things towards the results that you want
0: yeah
1: but Mm. alcohol is is definitely the biggest one Mm. i see um, because it's just so half of the labels are wrong most of the time. Like mm-hmm. or if you enter it into a, a tracker, that's wrong. Mm. It's different. Um My Fitness Pass versus Easy Diet Diary.
0: Oh. <laughs> Easy, di- diary. Easy Diet Diary. Easy Diet Diary every
1: day of the week. Mm. If you're still using MFP, grow up.
0: Grow up. Grow
1: up. <laughs> Dietitians Association of Australia you know everything backs in easy diet diary grow up
0: yes yes
1: and we found yeah. we found changes when we we compared the two mm. so
0: yeah yes
1: that's, that's that's the end of that discussion for Dylan who wanted to know the answer to that <laughs>
0: we already had that discussion there's been a big discussion in strength recently so if
1: you listen to this podcast guys and you're like hey you know what I want to learn more about how to track my food properly or educate on on what's good healthy eating habits and what I can do I recommend jumping onto our Instagram and we'll post up when we're probably going to do the tracking day or you can get in touch with us and we'll let you know the date that's going to happen Um, and you're more than welcome to come down to the club and have a talk and see what we can do
0: definitely yeah
1: I think that's all the questions we've got for today. I have one more. Sorry, I know. You're out of control today. No. (laughs) I'm done talking to you, to be honest. No,
0: you keep talking. Anyways, so one of my other points was going to be I get asked a lot. (laughs) You guys know exactly who you are, but I'll be walking around the club having a meal and they're like, what are you eating? Which is fine. I'm happy if you'd ask what I'm eating. But as I mentioned before, I eat the same thing every day and I'm literally eating the same meal at the same time every day. And the same people ask me, "Hey, hey, D, what do you have? And they're like peeping into my container. I'm like, oh. Just some yogurt and berries. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh what berries do you use? Oh my god, guys! Like seriously, <laughs> it's fine to ask these questions, but like I said earlier, eat eat what you enjoy and make that fit with your lifestyle. Just because Dee's
1: eating this doesn't mean it's going to be right? Suitable and for yourself. That's yeah. it.
0: That and then oh, you know, oh, but I want to look like you. How do I eat? Like you know, I want to look like you. I wanna, thank you. <laughs> I want to know like the right things to eat. Well, yeah, but again, specific to you. So the other thing that um, I make a conscious effort of not doing is when I post food on social media, is I don't actually post it with the calories and macronutrients. I post If I post something, I post what mm. I'm doing for maybe a meal idea or whatever. Um, only because people look and they try and copy that. They're like, oh, this meal is X amount of calories. I'm going to do that. Do But well, it could be more calories if
1: you wanted to, if you put more... Well, you can change it, but that's it. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah but yeah. what I'm
0: saying. is like you can't copy what someone else is eating because that's relevant to their goals, not to your goals. So just be mindful of that. Like, Or even if I'm eating a meal, people go, oh, how many calories is that? Oh, I don't know. Like it's already planned in Easy Diet Diet. I'm not remembering off the top of my head how much my chicken and rice calories is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's pre-planned, I weigh it out and then I eat it. So yes. just try not to, I don't know, copy what other people are exactly eating. Just do your thing.
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's a big thing as well, like Instagram and yeah. everything. Like we're we're influenced by everything around us, right? So yeah. it's yeah, just because one person's doing one thing, be yeah. really reflective on whether that's relative the to right, what you're yeah, doing and the right thing for you. And sometimes tracking isn't. Yeah, sometimes tracking for people, and this is like well, regardless of how much we we do like yeah. tracking.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Sometimes intuitive eating is actually better for someone.
0: I've actually got a few clients at the moment who just send photos of their food. And we find yeah. that that's really helped in just creating better behaviour patterns with eating. Yeah. Um, so the tracking is really overwhelming. But we then just reflect on, I just it makes you more conscious of what you're actually eating.
1: Well, look, like it, my biggest example that on top of my head right now mm. is Lily. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Lily. Like when I got Lily, I didn't give her macros.
0: Yeah. I yeah. said
1: to Lily to just note down her food, what she's mm. eating, and we would work on it. So we were yeah. very intuitive of what she was eating. Mm. She lost a couple of kilos. We we're heading on the right track. Mm. Then I actually set her calories when she asked for it. Yeah. So she wanted to learn, which yep. was I thought was a really big step. Yeah. Um, rather than me trying to uh, even force a process onto her, she mm. wanted to learn. Mm. So we started working on just calories. We weren't mm. even going into macros yet. Yeah. We were just tracking calories, and mm-hmm. she lost more weight and got the results we were looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Can I manipulate my macros to suit my performance better?" Yeah. Absolutely. Let's work more on that. So as yep. a coach and as a client, we. Mm evolved with her process yeah and she saw incredible results over mm. a year. So um and still is. So we you've gotta evolve like we said, we've got to collect data and see what works and doesn't work for you. Yeah. And evolve that process to being more and more and more specific That's for your it. needs. Yeah. yeah. Um like we said, no one shoe fits all.
0: That's it. And and one podcast we're gonna do is ownership. But it also comes down to ownership. Like if we you know obviously you have this consults, you discuss, you make plans But if as a client, you don't follow those and you don't give us data to work with, we can't make changes then. Like you actually have to stick to it on your half and we work together to get there rather than just us saying do this. And then four weeks later comes, oh, I didn't do this. Well, then we don't know what to change. We don't know if it's working, if it's not working. Mm. And And if we we
1: do change the plan, let's say we do another strategy. Yeah. And you don't stand to that strategy. We'd, We've now used two different strategies. Yeah, we you don't haven't even stuck know. to either. We don't even know if either of those were actually going to be beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And now we could do the argument of, okay, coach needs to be flexible with the client's needs. Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. um, maybe we need it. But when you've done that the third time yeah. and it's still not happening, yeah, that's when, yeah, I think ownership really yeah. becomes a big factor. Yeah. And um, whether your goals are aligned with the behaviors and attitudes, yeah. Um, that are required to Mm -hmm. actually achieve that. Can you, the habits that you're trying to build, you know, if that's trying to be weight loss or a bigger guy or girl or whatever you want to be, like are your habits right now sustainable so that when you get to that result, you can keep doing that? Yeah. That's another thing.
0: That's it. All right, guys. Interesting well, chat
1: for a nutrition Q&A.
0: It is. A very interesting one.
1: Maybe we'll do a training Q&A. We'll do maybe something mm. else next week and then mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks we'll do a training Q&A and yep. go through that. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. We've got another one on recovery. Probably get Big TK back in. Maybe hey. Jaden. Get Jaden back in.
0: Sorry, we don't have a soothing voice like TK, but um, so oh soothing. well, you can deal with us. Yeah, I know.
1: Uh, that's all we got for today, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, like, subscribe, shout us out on Instagram.
0: Give us sponsorship. Satmar, shout out. (laughs) All right. And we'll see you guys soon. Okay, bye.